Arizona Coyotes coming back from the weekend. Uh, not able to win over the Dallas Stars, but they got now have to look forward. Two games, a back-to-back up in the north. The Winnipeg Jets and the Minnesota Wild coming up this week for the Arizona Coyotes. We'll talk about those games on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. You're Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Lagano, Kyle Pavlik, right beside me on this uh, wonderful way to Monday. It is November 29th. The month is almost over. We're almost in the final month of 2021. How are we here? I, I don't know. It, time has gone by really, really fast. Um, it, it seems like only just yesterday the last season was ending, and now like we're about to be the end of the year. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's been uh, it's an interesting time. The season's really starting to ramp up, and uh, plenty of fun hockey to talk about. You know, something that's also really funny is uh, over the last, like in the last week, you know those. Um, if you've been on Facebook like recently, you know how they have those memories. Right? Mm, yeah, I was looking at something that happened almost exactly a year ago, and it was the reveal of the reverse retro jerseys. Ooh, that I mean, that was a fun reveal. Uh, I think. The reverse retro seems to be the jersey that fans are disappointed with the most didn't come back. Um, well, well, for some. Because there were yeah. some reverse retro jerseys that were god-awful. Yeah, there was definitely some reverse retros where, like, I don't think teams understood the assignment. Uh, or they just didn't care. Uh, which you kind of see a lot every single year with every single jersey. There's, like, a team with a third jersey that's... Uh, that just you're like, what are you doing here? This is this is not good. Yeah, um, that was definitely it was definitely it was definitely disappointing, especially for again for for Arizona's sake because Arizona's reverse retros are like S tier. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think the thing that really impressed people the most about the the Coyotes reverse retro was the fact that they took what is, I think, objectively considered to be the worst jersey in franchise history. And made it into and, the best. <laughs> and made it into the best by just changing a color. Like you didn't have to remove the desert landscape on the on the trim. You didn't have to change the the weird oversized coyote head. You just needed to make it purple as, instead of green. And people were like, oh my god, it looks great. I love it. That's because purple's is, an awesome color. I mean, look at the color of our background here on the YouTube channel. Yeah, purple's the best. Uh, I don't think enough teams are using purple as their Jersey color. Uh, and I think the coyotes could like really like do something cool with that. If they were to, you know, keep that design moving forward. I'm sure like eventually, uh, is it Reebok owns it or whoever Adidas Adidas, like they could maybe come to some kind of agreement in the coming years and we can see it again. Cause that's just too good a look to die. Exactly. But what I was getting at is it's been a year since then. And like, and again, time has flown by. Yep, it really has. And uh, I, like just thinking about how the Coyotes as a franchise have changed in that year is kind of astonishing. Like 
at this point, we're kind of used to it, but just in the beginning of the season or anytime I'm going to a game with a, with someone who hasn't really kept up with the team, just like, so here's what's changed. Um, everything, everything has changed. Completely different coaching staff. Like most of the players are gone. Like these are like a lot's changed over a short time. Absolutely. But we got some uh, stuff to talk about on this episode. Let's first talk about the uh, the weekend um, for the Arizona Coyotes. They had a really close game to the Dallas yeah. Stars. And um, I was tried following as much as I could while I was at the Roadrunners game. But uh, from what I was gonna, able to gather, is they looked okay. They did. They looked okay. Um, the Dallas Stars also looked okay. So I think it was more of a matchup of two not very good teams facing off and like neither one really able to, to put it home, but all credit to the coyotes. They stayed engaged throughout the entire game. They really looked to be coming back hard towards the end. Um, the stars got all three of their goals pretty much by crashing the nets and two of them, they were able to pick up some like timely rebounds. A third, like just a player was able to work himself open. That's, you know, Definitely something that you want to have the defensemen spend more time knocking people down. Like that's a, a growing moment, but they didn't get blown out. They stayed competitive. So it's kind of the best that you could really hope for sometimes this year. Three to two is the final score of that game. And um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm, um, you know, I think that's, you know, it's, you know, I get, I think that was a, you know, a pretty good snare you can ask for, for the Kaigas against, against the stars obviously the stars are on a phenomenal team but you know like remember what we talked about at the beginning of this year all we want to see like it doesn't matter when or lose for this Kyrie's team what we uh, what we really want to see because this is a rebuild is just competitiveness that they just look like they're trying and they, yeah. they don't give up competitiveness and growth amongst the younger players um and, and we're seeing that we're seeing uh Turnier, like being able to keep his team engaged which is kind of what we're looking for for the coaching staff. Like, because we know that the team is going to be losing a lot this season. What's going to matter is if they come into games, like looking like they're expecting to lose or if they're coming in, like trying to steal a victory and we need them to do that. The, uh, an example of, you know, trying to make sure that the young kids grow. Um, let's look at Kyle Calabianco again. Um, he's still on, he, like, you know, he's 24. So he's on the older side of young, yeah. Um, but since coming back from injury, five points in seven games, he's doing pretty well for himself, including a, a primary assist in the in the last game, which is good. Like we don't like secondary assists are fine, but primaries really show like what you're doing and how you're really a part of it. Uh, two goals, three assists. Uh, he's got plenty of opportunity on the the blue line. I don't think he's necessarily looked the best. Uh, I think there's a couple of defensive lapses he's had, but still, it's his first year in like a full-time NHLer. Uh, he was dealing with injury in the beginning, so that's kind of to be expected. Uh, it's a good development path uh, for a make-or-break season, which I think we all agree he is. He this is it. This is like his his last big chance with the organization to at least show they can still do stuff. I think he's doing what he needs to do. It's good yeah. to see. We're approaching now, I think, within like, um, two, uh, I believe, one to two weeks of um, when he was placed on waivers and cleared. So, um, obviously, based off his 
his performance, I don't see him getting sent down. No. Um, yeah, I think he deserves to stay up, and I think, let's be frank, I think they need him right now because of the rest of the, how the rest of the team is looking. Yeah, and it's not like there's a another goaltender or another defenseman who's really like stolen his spot. Like we're seeing like Cam Deneen and Dyson Mayo also up. Um, they have also looked okay. Um, I think Capobianco is is providing a, like unnecessary like you know supporting role for the Coyotes. Right. That you know, just a bit of offense from a defenseman, you don't get all that. Um, but yeah. He's doing well. I do not imagine he will be sent down. But anyways, again, um, 3-2 final score for the Coyotes. Um, not much else to say too much about this game. Um, just because like, like if you watched it, like besides the fact that this team just kept fighting back, it was, it was, it was things were pretty standard. Yeah, it, it was a standard game. Um, like I said, it was two teams that are kind of lower parts of the standings playing off against each other. Neither team looked especially great or especially bad, um, which for the Coyotes is just, I'm going to count that as a, as a moral victory. Now, pretty briefly too, um, as we finish this recap part, before we get into um, the next games is uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about some uh, Tucson Roadrunners because uh, they were host to Abbotsford on um, this last weekend. And, those are some pretty exciting games. I'll tell you that, yeah. Kyle. They won both of them, including a, a a come from behind thriller in the uh, like in the last minute to win over Abbotsford um, on the second game. Very nice. Always like to see you know back to back wins. Uh, come from behind is definitely something that the the Roadrunners are going to need if they're going to be playing on the Coyotes sometime soon because been a staple of the nhl franchise uh and it's gotta be tough but who would you say was the best player uh for the two games that's tough um i really liked um what matthias michelli's been doing um yeah i think he scored a goal in both games i believe i think at least one goal in both games that sounds familiar from what I saw on Twitter. Uh, definitely one of the more interesting names, which is which is great to hear because I don't think Michelli like has always got like the most um, like buzz about him. Like we've been talking about him for a while, but he's never been like a serious like blue chip prospect for the Coyotes. And I do kind of wonder sometimes if that's starting to change if he's getting a little bit more heat for. Her. What he's been doing with the Roadrunners. Yeah, another another thing I can go ahead and mention too um, for those who are wanting to follow what's going on in the goaltending things. Um, the Roadrunners have three goaltenders, right? Um, so Ivan Presbytov obviously is getting the bulk of the starts here, and it leaves sure. the other two, Kozhenosh and Zane McIntyre. Um, I was having a conversation with Brett Fair, the Daily Star. He's asking me, he's like, "What's all the love with Kojinash?" Like McIntyre seems like he's got the better he's he's got the better gig. And the very next day, the Roadrunners decide to start McIntyre. Um, that gives you an idea some of what's going on because, uh, yeah, I know like it's it's interesting because like they're just trying to split between three goaltenders and trying to figure out how that works. But that is kind of interesting, especially like McIntyre doesn't seem to be. 
like a big name. You really hear him talk about like future of the organization the same way you do Prospetov. Uh, granted, I don't think really anyone talks about Kojinash that way either. So, well, the, well, the thing is, because um, and the, that, this is part of the conversation that we had is Kojinash isn't a true prospect of the Tigers. I mean, he is, but like yeah. he was there just as a kind of like a sweeten the deal for the Aiden Hill trade. Yeah, like at best, he's kind of a a stopgap if they needed like someone up there. Like I, I don't think they necessarily went in expecting the Melka to like steal uh, a role the way he did. So I think Koshinosh was definitely a bit more of a a safe bet. Um, and now you kind of wonder what's what's going to happen with that because uh, I do not believe he has signed past this year, is he? Um, I do not believe so. I think, yeah, I think this, this is, it's just this. Yeah. So like, do the coyotes decide to, to let him go? Do they re-sign him? Uh, I don't know. I just, it doesn't seem like he is in their long-term plans at this time. I could definitely see that like changing in the coming seasons because, you know, we're talking about a goaltender. They tend to hit their stride later and there's really like, a whole bunch that they can do. So who knows after those wins roadrunners now at uh seven, six and one five thirty six save percentage for fifth now in the, I... um, in the Pacific division. So they climbed a few spots. Um, Abbotsford now dropped to eighth just ahead of the San Jose Barracuda. Um, in front of Tucson is Henderson, San Diego, Stockton, Ontario. I'm not really surprised with those, those four teams. Yeah. Uh, uh, they seem to be doing pretty well. Uh, it's nice to see them going up the standings. Um, and again, great to see them win, uh, win some games. Absolutely. But we still got more to get to on this show of Locked On Coyotes. It's time to take a look ahead. What's going to be going on this week for the Arizona Coyotes? They got a back-to-back. It was the uh, Winnipeg Jets and the Minnesota Wild. We'll talk about them, or mainly the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, on the next segment in just a sec. But first, a quick word from Carl. So, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings together your live TV and on-demand favorites to uh, like never before. Um, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy a device ever again. Uh, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so back here on Locked On Coyotes, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlik. Time to take a look ahead. Coyotes and Winnipeg Jets tonight at 5.30 p.m. over in uh, Winnipeg. Um, I'm sure they had to figure out a way to get into Winnipeg with the lack of an airport, but, you know. (laughs) They just flew in through Minnesota, and then they climbed up the icy tundra that is Winnipeg. Uh, and we're getting a 5.30 start, which I kind of appreciate. I, I like I the like 5.30 because 5 is a little too early for me. 5.30 is like, yes. 
yeah it's going to be good for me um and that we can hopefully do the post game stuff um much easier much, much easier, easier. Yeah. that means we're not going to be up till like midnight doing a post game show yeah i mean <laughs> it wouldn't be the good. first i've done uh, when I've covered the Wildcats, I did. I stayed up till like two a.m. sometimes because you know how those Pac-12 games are. Oh my god! Yeah. And when I was younger, I was definitely more willing to be like, okay, I can write something at two in the morning. Uh, as I've grown older, nope, my body gets tired. So that'll be that'll be fun to watch. It should be an interesting game. Uh, the Jets are a pretty okay team. Um, I don't think anyone considers them to be like favorites for the cup or anything, but they got their third in the central. Um, they're, they're kind of weak on special teams, which really has been an area of concern for the coyotes all this year. So potentially something that they can exploit. It will be interesting to see that look, trying to take a look at their, um, roster to see, um, how different. Oh, I mean, they got, I mean, obviously they're, they got, um, you know, like Kyle Connor and um, and Pierre Luc Dubois, but I yeah, think who else? Uh, they still hey, have Hel- They still have Hellbuck in net. So oh, yeah, that should be fun. Although I will say this: uh, something I found out when I was writing the preview for today, they are the thirtieth worst penalty kill in the NHL ahead of only the Coyotes by 0.1% and the Vancouver Canucks, which I don't understand how you have a penalty kill that bad when you have Hellebuck. Um, I don't know. Maybe Hellebuck is just not as good of a goalie anymore. I mean, he, he's like got a, a pretty decent save percentage still. Um, so I don't know if it's that. 917. I, I just, it's, it's crazy. I know the penalty kill isn't all about the goaltending. So like no, there's, there's, there's definitely some like, you know, issues in front. But still, like most important penalty killer is your goalie. So you tend to see like teams with well, solid goaltending. Maybe, maybe it's this. Maybe. Maybe Hellebuck is a terrible penalty-killing goaltender, but five-on-five, five, he is phenomenal, and he's stopping everything. That that could be. I mean, who knows? Um, I'm sure we could pull up his his five-on-four numbers, but but yeah, who knows? Either way, I think the Coyotes have like a real shot of you know, maybe making something happen there. Like we've seen how important power play goals are for this team, and like. If they can get it, they seem to do okay. If they can't, they struggle. It's funny when we talk about um, power play goals. Like the days the Coyotes score a power play goal, like we're just like, they actually did it? <laughs> they actually scored a power play goal? It is pretty rare. So when you see it, it's like seeing rain in Phoenix. You're just like, oh my God, it's that thing that happens. Uh, except during monsoon season, right? <laughs> except during monsoon season. It doesn't... But yeah, I mean, like looking back, they had two power play opportunities against Dallas. Um, one of them was cut short with another penalty. Uh, the other, they just couldn't convert. If they had scored on one of those, it's a tie game. I mean, let's take a look back to the point streak. I think they had um, either, I think one or two power play goals during that point streak. 
It wouldn't surprise me because it did look like for a while the Coyotes' offense was finally starting to click together, and the power play is a big part of that. Um, and th- they do have pieces. And when you're, you know, facing off against a team that's down a man, like it's a little bit easier to score. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see just overall how this, um, you know, how this game is going to go. Obviously, the the Winnipeg Jets. Let me see what they're. Um, what is, oh yeah, that's right. They, well, yeah, they, they both had a day off. So yeah, the, so the, Jets, the same. yeah, just did have a back-to-back last Friday, Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, they played the wild and the flames, two tougher teams. Yeah. Which I mean, let's, um, we'll, we'll be talking about this tomorrow, of course. But the Coyotes are getting ready to play the Wild on, on Tuesday on a back-to-back. Um, just kind of knowing how the Coyotes have matched up against the Wild, I think they the best opportunity for them is to just go all in on this game. like Because they're going to lose tomorrow. Uh, it doesn't really matter if they like have a bunch of energy going into there. Like They need to just go all out this game because it's definitely the more winnable of the two. So start wedgie. Start what? Yeah, I would start Wedgewood for this. I would. Uh, I'd probably like if the Coyotes are down, pull them early, maybe. Um, but yeah, just just go all out because saving the energy for the Wild isn't going to do too much for you. No, it's not going to do anything. Um, it's going to be, but yeah, I mean the back to back is going to be tough no matter what, just because again it's in the north, you know, and. It's cold up there versus down here where it's still very nice weather. Yeah. And, and it's um it's a back-to-back against two of the top three teams in the division. So, like, it's not like they're getting a trip to California to face the Ducks and the Kings in a back-to-back. Uh, they're heading up north to face the, the Jets and the Wild, two of, two of the top teams. So, that's uh, – it's another where – Example of the Coyote schedule just being uh, one of their harder opponents as well. Exactly. Um, but you know what? I think we can get to some predictions though, right? Yeah. Um, we can do that in just a sec. Um, but first, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. It is here. The best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday, is here. And at Built.com is the place to aim your mouse to get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide. Even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has landed for Cyber Monday, Caramel Almond Delight. And and it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get them before they're gone. It's 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. And this season, when you're craving white chocolate for a limited time, get the Built Bar Puff flavor, white chocolate cheesecake, the yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and give to your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Go to Built.com for those incredible tasting it and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com and enter the promo code LOCKED20 before it's too late. 
And it's the holiday season, and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this holiday season. So head over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus using the promo code LOCKEDON. And it's not just football. BetOnline has your favorite pro in college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online. We're stuffed with deals this holiday season. Speaking of uh, college football, once again, I'm upset. Oh, yeah? Did it not go your way? I mean, I'm not surprised. Arizona, like Arizona, was terrible this year. It happens. It, it definitely happens. Uh, I'm wearing my ASU shirt today for because it was the one I grabbed. No other reason. <laughs> Uh, not to gloat in my face because ASU beat Arizona. No, no, not at all. It, I wanted a three-quarter length shirt um, because it's kind of cold in my house. And this is the first one that was readily apparent. Like there. This has nothing to do at all with you. Okay, okay. I'll have to take your word for that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Always take my word for it. <laughs> Anyways, though, it is prediction time for tonight's game. Um, also, be sure to check back with us um, for tomorrow's game later on but we'll it's just we'll do tonight's game to start off with and we're going to head over to the betting line courtesy of our friends at betonline.ag arizona coyotes are point and a half underdogs at plus 105 winnipeg jets the favored minus 300 plus 264 bet the money line on the arizona coyotes total points at five and a half minus 113 for the over plus 102 for the under so it was interesting because I was at the the game on Saturday and I was listening to some very drunk fans because I was with friends. I wasn't going there for media purposes. Uh, and they were talking about the betting. And one of the guys was really upset that the stars did not get an empty netter so they could get that uh, beat that five and a half because they went bet the over. So uh what did, I, crazy. what did I say about that? No, I, I did. Did I make a bet on that one? I don't think so. No, because it wasn't available yet. Yeah, it, it really wasn't like those Saturday games. Just it's really hard. Uh, but I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, I think we're in kind of the same, same situation. I don't think that we're going to get the, the six goal mark. Uh, I think this one's going to be kind of a low scoring affair. Uh, I'm going three two Coyotes. You say three, two coyotes. Interesting. Yeah. I'm also gonna say this one is gonna go under. Yeah. But coyotes lose, but they still cover. Okay. What are you thinking? I'm thinking. Um, Trying to think on this one. Low, very, very low scoring. Two one. That honestly wouldn't surprise me because, like we were talking about last segment, I think the Coyotes start uh, start start Whitewood. I think the Jets start Helduck. So those are two 
pretty good goaltending. They, mm-hmm. they can keep kind of the, the score low. Uh, so 2-1, uh, I'd say that's a pretty good estimation for this one. Absolutely. It will be, um, I'm actually curious to see what a single game parlay would look if we do that. Because those are both in the pluses, yeah. right? And those are, and, and, and it's a pretty I wouldn't say a safe bet, but it's, it'd be a fun bet to know what that would look like. Um, if I do the under, Coyotes cover, parlay it. Ah, I can't single game parlay this game. Mm. Unfortunately. That is unfortunate because, like you said, that's kind of an interesting one to to do that with. That would be a fun one, though. I'm not sure what the, um, what that would look like. But, okay, I mean, but, fun- you, but you know, it's okay because sometimes, but you know, sometimes it just works that way. Yeah. Any fun prop bets? Any fun prop bets? Let's go to uh, NHL props and see what they have available. And. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so I'm looking. Here's one I think may be kind of interesting. Uh, time of first score, 0 to 9.59, minus 145. 10 minutes or later, plus 115. Uh, we did see the Dallas Star score in the first minute. And I think that there's definitely been a lot of early action in these games. So... That may be one that I would uh, maybe consider. That would be an interesting one. Um, one I might consider, the race of three goals during regulation. Mm. And I, of course, based off my prediction, I pick neither. That'd be a good one. That definitely is one it, where... It's plus 350. So a simple ten dollar bet can be thirty five bucks. Very nice. Are you sure you don't want to do the Arizona Coyotes by five or more margin of victory for a plus seven thousand? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd be funny. Um, I, I do wonder, like, because if that's available for every game, you do like a ten dollar bet, uh, and the Coyotes get one blowout victory, which. Isn't unheard of. I mean, you what's more what's more reasonable is the Coyotes by two at plus eight fifty. Sure, that's more reasonable, but not less ten, fun. Because a ten dollar bet can win you eighty five bucks. Uh, but what about the ten dollar bet when it's plus seven thousand? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine what would happen if the Coyotes won a game this year by five. 
I feel like the other team would be relegated to the AHL. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that'd probably end up happening. Yeah. Which is why it's on there at plus 7,000. Yeah, you make a lot of money. You destroy another franchise. It's the best of all, of all possible worlds. Yeah. Winnipeg Jets by one is at plus 300. Mm-hmm. So you can maybe go that. Like you had that tighter one. Do that plus – or do the Jets by one. Neither team gets uh, three goals during re- regulation. Possible. Those would be fun. I like um I like looking at prop bets. They're they're really fun. Um just because they give you an idea of some interesting things that you don't even think about during a game. Yeah. Until you I make mean, a bet and then you're just like ah <laughs> and then as soon as you're like aware of them as a thing. Like you constantly are just like looking at them and being aware of that as a situation. I get what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, we made our predictions. I said, um, two, one jets. And you said three, two coyotes, three, two coyotes. Um, so those are our picks. Take them with a grain of salt, make your own educated prediction. Um, if you decide to bet, we don't um, recommend it, but I mean that's totally up to you. Yeah. But and if if you do decide to do that, uh, Coyotes by five, uh, please bet a low dollar about. I mean, a one dollar bet can win you seventy bucks. So yeah. See, you don't need to go high. Just just go low because that's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> anyways so that's gonna do it for today's episode of locked on case if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you get to already we are available everywhere you get your podcasts including on youtube don't forget to uh, check us out on social media we're on facebook at facebook.com slash locked on coyotes on twitter at lo underscore coyotes i am personally at robin underscore leano that is robin with a y underscore l-e-a-n-o Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have. We might answer them right, right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.